السلام عليكم ورحمة الله 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 السلام عليكم Walaikum salam. Wow, it's warm in here. <laughs> yeah, we're getting the ACs. It is um, so warm in inshallah here. Inshallah, on Saturday, some brothers are coming inshallah. doing the ACs, and um, inshallah, we'll, you know, these are the sacrifices that have to be made. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Taking one for the team. Yeah. It's like an oven in here. Uh, and, you know, like these uh, sisters came to do cleaning <laughs> today, and they, I just came in here just to check on them they needed anything, and I felt sorry for them. So that hot during was it hotter than this? They look like they have been like uh like it was a sauna, you know. Wow. It was really bad. As good really... as a sauna at your house? Uh yeah, well, so I moved to a rental <laughs> and I've yes, got a, yes. I've tell, got a jacuzzi and a sauna. It, it is the most this this is such a is DIY it a, it a steam room as well, right? It's a steam room, yeah, it's a jacuzzi and a steam room, but it's such a DIY like it was not even advertised as part of the house so it's well, not like it's an DIY, extra DIY you can't yeah, yeah. and but I uh, my son's a tradie so he came and had a look and checked sure that, make sure there's power alhamdulillah electricity everything's Have there you used it you sent me a pic uh, no has it clean just cleaned it and then <laughs> the um, the it's the house whole house is DIY it's some Italian guy so, oh, t- really? so today I had a um, the gas guy come to do the gas checks whatever mm. and he found a leak somewhere so now I've got no gas oh, in the house not in the house. Somewhere there's a gas leak. He said it's not to do with appliances. So, so there's no hot water, no um, heating, cooling, whatever. So where are you guys staying? Staying there. Oh, we've got cool. the microwave. Wow. <laughs> in cold showers? Shower. Well, there's a uh, just for today. That's hopefully hot. within the 48 hours, 72 hours, inshallah, will be fixed. If not, emergency kettle or whatever. If not, just go to my mom's place. But how but, crazy is it that the fact that you said you haven't got gas and I'm like, what's going on? Are you yeah. okay? Are you coping? Yeah, yeah, we're coping. First world problems. Yeah. Um, Then we've got electric appliances and so forth so you can boil water and whatnot. Um, But um, the the funny thing is because the gas guy's there, so then we're just going through – like the he goes – definitely was an Italian because he's Italian, the uh, the gas – Inspector, whatever it is. Why is it different? Yes, uh, because he explained to me the specific way the barbecue was built, like a brick barbecue. Yeah. And I thought, oh, what's that other plate thing that's on that's on the side? So you got the three burners, yeah. and one of the burners got rocks on it to distribute the heat or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Then it, it explained to you, oh, this is for this is like a wok burner, right? Okay. So it's like a large burner uh, that is cooking for like drums or like pasta sauce or something. He said. He goes, oh. yeah, he goes, we used to have the same thing. If we had like four of them like running, like there was like a little factory, like when they did their tomato sauces, yeah. they're cooking like, you know, hundreds of kilos or whatever of tomato. So he explained to me because what this is, he goes, this is actually, this is definitely an Italian that built this. <laughs> he goes, he's exactly with my father and uh, uncles and so forth. They would have be sitting around and they would have one burn over there, one over there, one over there. And anyway, those are all good. He said, I might have to disconnect the barbecue. So it's like a proper brick barbecue. It's really nice. Oh, that's a bit sad. Yeah, no, no. He said that it should be okay. But then he said that he, there's a leak somewhere else. And it's a big one. And then I'm watching him. He goes, all right, watch this. So he closed all the appliances. Then he says that um, he uh, blows on the um, uh, on the pipe, on the actual pipe with his mouth. Yeah. And he said, so builds a pressure. And then he goes, watch the, the device. Right, because it's closed here, so that means the pressure is being released somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, okay. So he said, I don't know where it's been released. I can't detect it anywhere. 
So the next step is that he goes back to the landlord, and the, uh, sorry, the real estate agent, real estate landlord. He's going to have a fit because oh, wow. it's an expensive he's job. Have and, a fit. and then he goes, now the bidding war has started uh, with the uh, gas uh, plumbers. Because, because, if, if, because a landlord cannot, for three days straight, like uh, he goes, you got like triple whammy, no hot water, no um, gas for cooking. Yeah. And uh, no heating slash cooling. Because the heat is a yeah. thing, so he said. Because it's a triple whammy, like that's like huge against the rental tenancy agreement. Oh, okay. so so now like it's first the price is up, and then like the immediateness and the penalties that can come if you don't do it within seventy. What do you mean the price is up? There's a bidding war now, like you know they're fighting over it, like sort of between plumbers going to do it. Yeah, yeah, because it's such a big job. Yeah, yeah. so and they're all trying to undercut each other as well, and fifty dollars a year, twenty. Anyway, whatever's happening, and he said just. Chill out, like, uh, but anyway, that's uh, so next three days, you know, that landlord is going you know, to, roughing it, <laughs> no gas, yeah, the landlord's gonna be cursing, yeah, you, like you realize it's a simple thing, you know, I don't know if you remember, I think it was the gas thing that happened in Melbourne just like 25 ages ago, 30 in the 90s, yeah. anyway. And that when that plant exploded, people didn't know how to, uh, yeah, get, man, so people were like heating water in kettles. I think we want to mention this before, there was the heat in kettle. And, and, and then poured, they poured it from the kettle because they don't know what to do and they burnt their kids. Yeah. Yeah, that happened in Melbourne. And so there was a, there was no gas in Melbourne like at one point. There was uh, a lot of um, ambulance call-outs. Yeah, and all, and, yeah, people didn't know what to do. So, um, you know I mean? like first take, world, they, they are genuinely first world problems. They are. The, the crypto spiridium thing in Sydney where there was a dog that fell into the, you know, into the uh, reservoir and, so they were telling everybody in Sydney to boil the water because it might have some disease in it. One dog. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It was like the whole thing. And somebody was an Australian convert. He was drinking like uh, Islam to Islam and he was drinking um, like the water. He said, no, because I've been like uh, to a certain country. I won't mention. <laughs> Let's not mention the country. But he goes, I'm into that country. because it can't be worse than that. Is this the country that's just famous right now everywhere? Yeah. Twitter okay. is just a buzz with – Anyway, like let's not go into it. Uh, it's kind of um, let's say uh, unsavory sanitary conditions. That's <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, and it's become a meme and you know mockery of uh, the internet. <laughs> I don't know what's That's going crazy on. Crazy thing is though the intelligence or so-called intelligence of people, and then they do crazy stuff like this. What do you mean, like in a? Like, oh, the uncleanness or yeah, un- yeah. just say uncleanness. Or I mean, you see, you see videos of Astaghfirullahalazim in even in like Western countries. Like I've seen videos ages ago, like a guy urinating into uh, the bread maker. You know the machine that That's needs disgusting. a dough. Like, like what are human beings doing? Uh, this you Sorry to gross you out if you're is eating, this, but is this at a factory? Not factory, like a bakery, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. think about it, like people you made me th- question every piece of yeah, bread yeah. I've well, after you see well. We are, you know, our teachers always advise us never to eat out. Wow. You know, like as not, he said like. Your teachers advise you this? This is normal practice in madrasas, ulama, in Arab world and so forth. They consider it like, it's it's not considered from muru'ah, like from good um, Islamically being classy. I don't know how else to put it, but. Uh, character? Like, like good character or noble, nobility from Sharaf that, that right? a person goes, yeah, Arabs as well have this and non-Arabs have this as well in our part of the world. They have it. They discourage general, you know, hanging around restaurants and. Wow. Just, yeah, sometimes we need to, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking <laughs> we need of to restaurants, my, how good was that one we went to last uh, week? 
Sorry? How good was the one we went to last week, the Monday one? The Monday one was unusual. It was like, it, it, so we went to this place. It looks uh, like you're walking into, uh, well, the best way I can put it in Urdu <laughs> slash Hindi, whatever, is a Shadi Khana. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's what it's for. It's, that's it's what they place. do. Yeah, but they've got like, the whole but they've setup ta- for it. But they've tapped into the mother country, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like you're stepping out of Australia. Yeah. It's a very unusual <laughs> Even setup. Even the way the tables are set up, yeah, yeah. everything, it's, um, yeah, the mothership. It feels <laughs> wholesale. Ended. It doesn't feel, uh, <laughs> it's, very wholesale. it's not very curated. It's not a curate. Yeah, it was good tasting. The mashallah. chicken was good. Yeah. yeah. Mashallah. And slaughtered. Yeah. So, the lamb was good. Yeah, it was good. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. I'm just hungry now. Huh? <laughs> Maybe we need to go somewhere. Yeah. Your place is on the way, inshallah. Jazakallah <laughs> khair. Well, yeah, come, what do you want to eat, brother? Invite myself to your place. Yeah, anytime, brother. Anytime. Alhamdulillah. We'll what else? I mean, there was floods. There was rain uh, in Victoria. Uh, that floods. rain didn't stop for like four days. It's like 40s in the West Coast, and Australia is just so big for people who might not realize that the. the the temperature level differences that we have. <laughs> wait, wait, what he means is for all of our overseas subscribers, <laughs> uh, right? All, all those uh, millions of overseas. Ca- we can we can we can see you coming. You know, <laughs> uh, you'll find out next week, <laughs> inshallah. Wow, you went there. <laughs> yeah, please stay uh, tuned. <laughs> you yeah. went there, but um, yeah. So like, it's a big country. So four thousand kilometers from me. So here, like, we it's like just continuous rain for yeah. whatever reason. El Nino, La Nina, whatever it is. And then over there, it's like a, it's 40 degrees, 45 degrees, mid-40s almost. Yeah, well, my brother-in-law just came back from um, Sydney via the Great Ocean Road. Mm, no. They got flooded out. Great Ocean Road is always… No, the, the other side. Like, yeah, so, yeah. So they got flooded out. Yeah. Completely flooded. Like, I saw my car today. Yeah, Shepparton, Seymour, all those places, yeah. When it floods, it floods. It floods, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's the… There's not much happening here in Australia. Um, There's not much of note, yeah. Per se, a lot of stuff overseas. Obviously, in the Middle East, and um, it's just not stopping. Everyone's desensitized to that now. Yeah, it's sort of become like people have just. Is that what they're hoping, or it is? Yeah, they just keep pushing it and pushing it. Because if they'd done something within the first two, three, four weeks, mm. then it would have been there's a result. But yeah. now it's just wearing people down. Yeah. But hats off to those guys that are still protesting, still yeah. turning out in droves, man. Yeah, in UK, yeah, they're blocking Melbourne. the um, yeah the weapons manufacturers uh, who are sending weapons there, and Australian government as well at different levels. It's been yeah. raised. The issue has been raised everywhere. Like it's still going. Like the South Africans, like guide them I that mean, they at the ICC, and like um, them. international court, they um, raised it up as a criminal case against. Uh, and then you got the Houthis, the Houthis in Yemen. Yeah, but do you know they they've made it look like that the Yemen the Houthis in Yemen. I like just these massive terrorists. All they're asking for is just give them a ceasefire, let them get aid, we'll stop. Yeah. Yeah, it's too Literally. much. That's, that, that's too much to ask. Literally. One of the things in the Twitter sphere and online sort of Muslim things, oh, there's, a, there's ugly things going on in the middle of this, which is Muslims attacking each other. Um, there's like the, just for those who are unfamiliar, I think you guys are probably um, you're familiar with this, but there's like various categories of people. So you've got like a general, um, you could say Salafi type thing. And among them, there are subgroups. Most people are not familiar with this. Salafis? No, what you're. Yeah. You're yeah. Going. So, what's, so, and so, so yeah. So the, so the attacks are happening between different du'at 
So, mashallah, like individually, they do du'at, different. What is du'at? Da'is. Da'is, okay. Yeah, you are da'i, you know, mashallah. Allah. So, the da'i is, uh, so, so is like um, who are very good in debating with non-Muslims, atheists, Christians, all these sort of things. But then there's a specific, when it comes to politics, it comes very messy. Mm. So, you've got like people that are. Politics within Muslims. Yeah. So, there's one group of people that, um, and everyone should be suspicious of those ones that are very state. Close to state, so they they've been labeled as madkhalis, right? A so specific the, strand of Salafis. Mm. So Salafi in the sense of that, the Salafi movement that generally comes out of the Saudi for Saudi Arabia. But then there Isn't are strands. There, Wahhabism. The, yeah, Wahhabism is a specific strand. It's not a good thing to use because Wahhabism is the name of Allah. But okay. let's call it Salafi Saudi Salafism. But then within that, there are sub strains, and okay. one of the strain that sort of is like maybe it's overtaking everybody because of these policies of the state moment is uh, what has been labeled as madkhalism, uh, which is attributed to one sheikh uh, from the Salafi movement. I just think, I just think but mud, he's madkrabs. Mud <laughs> yeah, when you say mud yeah so the, so the madkhal is like the reason why they've been given that or that has, there's an ideology, basically state support no matter what. Then like, like no matter what, no matter what they do and they bring their arguments and so forth. And Do they have valid arguments? They have some valid arguments, but the problem is then like the arguments that they're using, are they applied to the current rulers? So there's that issue as well. Then they will apply that group specifically or those people that are very pro their state, whether it be UAE or Saudi. So they will use the word Khawarij, which is a specific sect that existed historically, but Khawarij rebelled against the, I mean, they're the rebels. rebels. So they because you guys are asking for people to be Khuruj, which is rebellion against the ruler, right? So... Um, so th- you know, I I don't um, see rebellion as a bad thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are points in history that, which we which we honor the people who participated in standing okay, against things like Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu, the Prophet's grandson. That's like the classical example. And you know, there are others can as you, well. Can you elaborate on that? Because we're talking about that today, and some of the stuff you said, like it was news to me as well. The no, way you put it, it's I a big, say. it's a huge thing, and and usually khutbas are given in Muharram about it. Not that it's required, but it's a, it's one of the, probably the most tragic event of Islamic history. You know, after the Prophet passed away, is that people of this ummah killed the grandson of Rasulullah in like it was. It's supposedly people that was Muslims, supposedly right by name and everything else. So now, like they have the hands of the family of Rasulullah in their blood, and this is something that's a. Um, you know, like the hallmark of the Shia. So then now what's happened is like that's – so the Khawarij were like a group that uh, – so we're getting off the – so then now they're accusing of – and they rebelled against Ali radiallahu and so forth and and Muawiyah radiallahu as well. And Oh, really? So now they, they, well, they said they should kill all of them. We should kill all these – Muawiyah, Ali, and Abu Abbas. They succeeded in killing Amr, uh, Ali radiallahu right, assassinating him. So the solution was that, well, since all these guys disagree, according to them – then we just kill all of them. You know, that was their solution. So it's like pressing the reset button. They have a very like, so now this accusation is laid against those who are critiquing the uh, Madkhali types who are very pro-state or certain states. Now those ones that are accusing Khawarij, now they accuse <laughs> also of that Hamas is taking aid from Houthis and um, comfort from Houthis and Houthis and um, who's the other one? From Iran. Hezbollah. Hezbollah and all these proxies of Iran, they're getting in bed with Iran and hence, well, they said, well, nobody's helping us except for Iran, yeah. like according to them. And so for political purposes, but you know, is, do you it's think a Iran, limited is politi- Iran actually helping? 
That's a different topic, actually. Finish this. Yeah, I mean, they've the Hamas himself has said that. Yeah, because they are like, yeah, yeah. So if they've said it, then you know they they expressed it in words and speeches and so forth. So now you've okay. got a dilemma that where the Hamas uh, Muslims of Gaza are Sunnis, mm. right? And very strong Sunnis, mashallah, and Muslims, you know, very strong Muslims, and they are being helped and they've been stifled by Sunnis from other angles who's, who are trying to normalize relations with Israel and all these sort of things. So now, yeah, yeah, so yeah, now, yeah. anybody that critiques, like, said, yeah, we should work with the Iranians against these uh, Western imperialism, mm. that has right. been misconstrued because, oh, you are like a hidden Shia. So Daniel Hakikudu oh, and others okay. like that, he goes, they've been like this. This is like a slander that's used sort of like the Madkhali types. So it's sort of like a, um, it's a mess. Like we're in a mess. Like it's a, yeah, online at least. Online it's a mess. But if it's online, isn't it in homes? In it's not nice when you see um, your favorites attacking each other, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's not nice. And they're going, this goes in defensive, then go offensive. And right. Like I said, look, this is for political purposes. Yep. And this is for the ultimate benefit of the Palestinians. And so it's not about we accepting the Shia Aqidah or yeah. doctrine like that. Yeah, we get it. There's a risk of that. But here's a life and death situation of yeah. Muslims. So Slaughter. You, you, you are, you, what you are proposing is that we capitulate and we dissolve and we disappear. Um, so you don't care about our Sunnis. Uh, you only mm. care about it because it upsets you that and – and people, you know, the argument – it's very strange when these incidents like this happen, people are resurrecting – like not resurrect like books of imams said no there are historical precedents already of making alliances with supposedly sects and groups that are not um, you know they have proper doctrine mm. proper Islamic belief for certain necessity you are forced to in a situation that to um, yeah to to make alliances and you know to take a softer tone because to save from the greater harm it's like the less of isn't, two evils isn't that you say that more or less. Coming close to the day of judgment, like a Muslim army and a Christian army will join together to find another fight in another Christian army. Yeah, Mahdi alayhi salam. That's uh, in the future. That uh, his time. That there will be Muslim. I mean, this is it's a, it, these these are alliances are constant process, and what we're not allowed is to make alliances with uh, Kufar. The problem with Iran is not just about Iran; it's about Syria because Iran supports Syria, and Syria they kill the Sunnis. You know, right? Do you understand the rebelling that was since now? The brutality of like oh, the Assad guys, Assad, and because Iran supports it, so it's a it's a messy, uh, messy uh, thing that you have to make an alliance where Hamas previously condemned Syrians, Iranians for what they did in uh, with Syrian Sunnis, like we rebelled. Now he's stuck with them, you know, like in terms of like taking support from them. That's a, yeah. Such a strange and the Houthis and the Hezbollah are. I mean, although they are indigenous to the land they're in. Mm. But they are backed by Iran. And that's why you see the constant Israeli airstrikes in Syria because that's the conduit between Iran and like in between, go right. between. Yeah, yeah. So that's where everything's coming from. Yeah, yeah. So they, they have like a lot of people trained in strategy and so forth and they're closing the ring around the, you know, yeah, this is, must be very hard for the, um, the, the oil, the Gulf countries to, you know, they've been encircled, right, basically. So the only, their only help is to go and make friends with American Israel. Like that's actually their only lifeline left. To keep their um, political power or their yeah, kinships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they're stuck in a very, like, um, they're stuck. And so they the are The closer taking, they're getting to these guys, the more respect they're losing, the more honor they're losing, the more anger is coming within the public. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, like, like. It's at boiling point. 
it's just under that surface before you know the pressure cooker goes off. Yeah, I mean, and when you see the Hindutva, like a BJP politician in Hansari come up, now people are saying, well, Islamically, yeah, Muslims, non-Muslims are allowed to come. Well, it says Christians in books, but that kufar. But when was the last time that a mushrik, right, idolater, mm. right, a mushrik were brought into the peninsula? Wow, and given honors and, right? and a very open and pro. I don't, I, uh, I don't in Hindutva and yeah, like, but also like a very specific ideology that's anti-Muslim as well. Yes. And, and a party that has been known Extremely to- Extremely anti-Muslim. Yeah. Well, not so, to slaughter, slaughter Muslims. Yeah. Well, you cannot say the party, but their supporters, no, they, they, they turn a blind eye and so forth yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's not the party. There are people in the party, you know, like they say the mm. crazy things. So, you know, like when you have like, like what's going on, you know, like I-, I People argue, you know, what's wrong with non-Muslims going to uh, Medina and like so forth. Well, this is a little bit different to what Hifikbuk's mentioned about a non-Muslim coming for business or coming sending a messenger from another king because that was the capital of the Muslims and there's examples given on that. Yeah, Masjid Haram is specific, but you're sort of like… This is tourism. You could have taken them somewhere else. And, and they're tourism. doing selfies to show back, you know, and yeah. look, you know. what the Quran we've reached. Yeah. The so, doorstep of his grave. And, yeah, so it's kind of like it's serving a different purpose to messenger or necessary, and they were not allowed to stay in there for less more than three days. So even that non-Muslims coming to Medina is limited. I don't know the whole details, but the briefly what I've read is there is some leeway. But historically, Mushrikeen after the first century of Islam, the first generation even, did they really have a foothold or even came into contact? I guess maybe some, maybe captured or so forth, maybe prisoners are brought into Medina. Um, you know, the Majusi, the fire worshiper, what's his name? Um uh said Omar Khattab Radilanu. Um Sassan, he was a he was a slave of um, you know, one of the Sahaba Radilanu. So I guess maybe they did come and live and but you know, and it's not in the way maybe this is this may be no, like this was, this, this, this is, is a like precedent. Red, red this carpet. is a, yeah, this, this is red carpet. Yeah, this is like a precedent. So that's probably why we have a reaction to something that's probably not happened in Islamic history. Like I it's it is it is a New thing, but then you have to go back and check. Well, non-Muslims like I said, what is this? Is this to uh, win them over with kindness? What's like, the purpose of it, though? What is the purpose maybe kindness, of it? like like extreme kindness, a lot of kindness, show them a lot of kindness. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut on this one. Huh? My, the words that come out of my mouth will be choice words. So yeah, I mean, specifically, you'll, you'll have to edit it out. My yeah, rant, no, so. no, don't, don't. Let's not go yeah, there. Let's, let's leave. <laughs> no, we don't need to waste no. time, but it's a. It's sort of like, I mean, when I when you see the, um, like four hundred kilometers, the away. influencer just walking through Medina. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like it's like, you know, um, you're all the ladies that are there for you know they're coming to visit the masjid and visit Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and so forth. It's just got like this, like. Uh, blonde. I remember because I was there, like I saw it, like uh, you know, blonde. Uh, Protect your uh, eyes, in, yeah. in in, in flu- Oh, you can't miss it. It's like the middle of the market, <laughs> just walking, um, just all brown people and just white lady just walks through the middle of it like that, and you can see everyone. She comes to have a meal, takes a few photos. Don't even finish the food, and oh wow, and like just it's like a she's got all the GoPro and all this things set up, and it was kind of weird, like you know, like they I just touch a little bit, just they're just doing in, for the photos. I saw a lot of that in Singapore. What there's a. Recently, you know, I was overseas. Singapore and Malaysia. Mm. There's a place in where was it? It was. It was Singapore. So it's like this tunnel thing where it's got walls, got flowers or whatever, and the place is full of K-pop, right? Guys doing like videos, 
girls oh, doing okay. videos. And apparently it's like the most famous, you know, place where they come to do these videos. The crazy thing about this place was if you just look at the video, someone's holding a camera up, it looks like they're completely by themselves in this amazing place. Just out of camera shot are about, I know, 50 others doing exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, What is it to do with the speed of the internet there? 